What's going on, everybody? This is McEnroe, K. Rod Bailey. This is the Peanuts and Corn Podcast. This is episode, uh, what is this? This is episode 14. And I'm going to fly solo today, and I kind of want to go through the catalog and talk about the evolution of uh, the production techniques I've used over the years on the label. Uh, we started in started making beats in like 1991, 92, and it's 2020, so that's quite a while. So obviously there's been some different equipment and different ways of doing things that uh, we've used over the years to make, make hip-hop records from Canada to you. Okay, so I want to start... Um, well, first, I want to also say that we got lots of good stuff coming up, and I want to thank Uggs Mag for hosting this podcast and um, all the people who send feedback and enjoy it. That's really good to hear. It's really fun to do. I'm back at work, so it's a little harder to get this done every week, and I'm literally recording this one the day before it comes out, so good luck with that. Um, next week, I've got a good interview with Spitz from Mood Rough. Um, he aka dj dow jones so we had a good conversation and that'll be coming out next week and then i've got lots of good interviews coming up i've uh, I got i'm gonna spend some time tomorrow with um cadence weapon and this week with uh the gumshoe strut and then of course i still have gruff coming up another episode with pip skid and lots of other great ideas and surprises coming um uh, okay so when we started out in 1991 I would say we started with just tape decks and a record player and we started making beats myself and DJ Honeycutt, Tyler Sneesby. And so he would make pause tapes and make the beats and I would uh, hook things up, but he would hook things up, I would hook things up, we would work together. And one of the first things that I wanted to do um, once I got a beat was play some bass. So let's hear a couple of early examples of beats I made that never went anywhere. Here's one um, that was from a, ba a a drum beat that we took from a 12-inch called Hippie Chick. I think the group was called Soho or something like that. Hippie Chick is the name of this drum beat, and uh, this is me playing bass on it. Okay, check it out. That's hip. That was uh, just a bass line I did over a drum beat that Tyler hooked up, and the beat was from a 12-inch he had from a song called Hippie Chick, which I just looked up, and it is by a group called Soho. It came out in 1991. Uh, I remember that song sampled uh, The Smiths, so kind of liked it. it was, it's kind of funky. Um, okay, and then um, so we would try to sample from all kinds of stuff. So when I started sampling, again by sampling I mean recording onto a tape and looping it because we didn't have an actual sampler so when we did that 
uh, we would try to sample from all kinds of stuff, listening for funky bits. And, you know, I'm sampling like my parents' police records and I'm sampling whatever and playing bass. But also we would listen to TV and try and find samples on that. So here is a beat that we tried to make back in probably 91, 92. I used to watch Star Trek, the original Star Trek series every night. And one time that there was this one where these hippies, these space hippies come on to Star Trek and and Spock plays his space hippie. Um, he, he played, I don't know who was playing, but it was playing, they were playing some funky music. So this jumped out at me when it came on. I taped it on VHS and then we tried to make a beat out of it. It didn't really work out, but check this out. This is my Star Trek beat. At least we know where they are and what they're doing. I don't know why a young mind has to be an undisciplined one. Troublemakers. I used to get into a little trouble when I was that age, Connie, didn't you? the idea so you could hear that boot that loop is actually kind of busted too one and it sounds terrible it's like the sound quality is atrocious obviously and then when you hear with the drums there's an extra little half beat and then when you loop it without the drums the half beat goes away it's just a mess so it was really hard to do pause tapes and in that case like hooking up a VHS tape with another beat and then getting it onto tape and then looping it Tyler would loop it by hand using pause tapes which you know he's a he was a busy guy we were in school we were doing stuff so maybe i would have that idea and and then it wouldn't actually become a song for or you know hook that beat wouldn't even get hooked up for weeks maybe if he had other stuff going on or other stuff he was working on so uh it was really good when we finally got a sampler so we got this little gemini sampler it samples for like eight seconds it would only sample one loop and then you couldn't save the loop there's no way to save it so when you turn the power off everything would be gone so if you really like the loop you just had to leave it on until you finally recorded it to something that it would stay with uh, so that was pretty frustrating too it wasn't a great sampler but still it allowed me to do some demos by this time i'm i'm living in winnipeg and we're working on farm fresh and i'm writing lyrics and so here is a beat that we made um that i made with and a demo that i made with the gemini sampler um and so this is a demo of a song that would eventually be called first style this is one of my verses over a different beat check it out Did you? 
I'm much like the clown with the trick up my sleeve And if I don't want you around then I've been asking you to leave I got no need for the violence, I prefer silence Intellect is how I drop science and smart I got the thinking down to an on. I pass to the pod cause I'm soft like it If I wanna get rid of ya, I don't make a bit and wanna battle ya Instead use my head just to rattle ya I'm so good, see that I can make you do the work for me Think you hurt yourself, it's a good idea The D is for dummy, I think your brain is dummy Cause damn you dance, I hope you like the sense Cause you won't have the dollars when you work a blue collar making car payments That's that Okay, so that is a demo of a song called First Style. Um, I would have made that at the Lady Adele Studios in Winnipeg with my uh, with a little Gemini sampler that would sample one loop for like eight seconds and that's it. And so then you would make the loop and you put it onto tape and you just rap over it. That's what you'd do. And so then I think uh, what we would have done next would be get a four track so you could actually put those loops and layer them onto four different tracks and that would be like a Tascam four track cassette recorder um and then uh one half what happened one day was walking down corn avenue hanging out probably going to hang out at skate or something and I ran into a guy named dj harry chan who's a legend and he said hey you know he knew about farm fresh and what we were doing and the hip-hop we we're doing because we'd uh yeah, we were doing this and that and um, had mutual friends, that kind of thing. And he said, you got to check out this sampler that just came out. It's at Long Oquade and it's called Yakai SO1. So I went into Long Oquade at that time was right near Skate. It was on the same block. And so I went in there and checked out the SO1 and was sold right away and got some sort of financing plan where I could uh, pay for 12 months or 24 months or whatever. I think it was $1,500. A lot of money for me at that time. I don't think I had a job. Uh, and so we got the SO1 and I took it home and probably started playing with it immediately and it was a total game changer was able to actually make beats properly um, so some of the early beats were a little grimy but um, pretty much right away we're able to do things and resample things and make you know what would go on to be the space EP but let's play a few examples of some early SO1 beats um, from the Akai SO1 so this would be probably 19... 93 94 something like that probably 1994 yeah early spring of 94 was probably when i got that sampler so check out a couple of these so1 beats i'll just kind of play them in a row here
Oh, that last one. Um, that was a beat that uh, we always meant to write to. The song was, the sample is from Les McCann. The song's called Go On and Cry. And we love that sample. And, and uh, we had it all worked out. It was going to be like uh, kind of a sad song. Like I had the blues, but I shook them loose. I think that was going to be the sample from Q-Tip. But then a few songs came out using that exact uh, sample, that Les McCann sample, so we had to scrap it, which is what, you know, in those days, if a song came out with a sample that you used, you, you know, you generally, we would anyway, that was our ethic, we would back away, we would be like, well, we can't do it anymore. Like, if someone else came out with a sample that we'd use, then, then we wouldn't use it anymore, we'd just move on. So that was, uh, so yeah, that was a Les McCann sample that we never used, and it sounds really grimy there just because of the tape it was taped down to, but it sounded pretty good coming out of the SO1. Um, and then those other two beats, the first beat was just a beat I made and we never wrote to, and the second one was a beat, a really jazzy beat that we wrote to and we did for CBC, a live uh, morning hit that um, we may have played on one of the Farm Fresh podcasts, maybe not, I'm not sure. Um, so anyway, the SO1 obviously was a big game changer and allowed us to make real songs with real arrangements and that's what allowed us to kind of get going with the label. But even the limits of the SO1, it only had 15 seconds of sampling time. So if you had any long, long barred samples that you wanted to do or changes or things like that, you could certainly run out of time. And an example of that is this song. This is from Different Shades of Black. This song's called Taylor Made. I believe this original beat was made by Tyler and then I made the change up and the two things wouldn't fit on one disc. They wouldn't fit. So there are actually two different songs as far as the sampler is concerned because it couldn't take both long samples. There's two, two uh, one jazzy kind of Cal Jader sort of sample in it and then another sample right after. So let's check this out. This is uh, Biggs, Big Casino, then called Mr. Christie from Different Shades of Black. This is his solo joint called Taylor Made. And then I got another little production thing to talk about on this one too. So check this out, Taylor Made. False alarm. <laughs> Yo, this is Mr. Christmas representing Different Shades on my solo beat. Taylor Made, check this out. Speed to clap. 
First session or part one, whatever, forever clever To stay cool just like the weather True to the art is how I choose to stay in the shades Been that way from since the early days Now we on the next level, the mic devil Takes control of your soul and makes you travel With my raw techniques, my style freaks Brings you to your knees and makes you cruise the seats To exist when I rap like this Pay homage to the shades, now you walk my list of weak MCs on the knees when the new crowds be chopping down all the fake weed. When I release my heat and knocks you off your feet and make you cruise retreat. Stay on point and make sure that I never fade. I'm Taylor May. I'm coming May. off like an amateur. We can't hear your concepts are endless. You must be tired of restless if you wanna mess with the shades that's playing skills. Taylor May. Coming off like an amateur, we can't hear your concepts are endless. You must be tired and restless if you wanna mess with the shades displaying skills tailor made. That was the first those first, and we got first two. Y'all admit that was the flyest ass we y'all ever done. Check this out, I ain't done, I ain't check it out, peek this out. Second session, and I'll be representing. Famous player, bringing the heat, but we ain't sweating. Other peeps, other PNC plays for keeps. Can't drown by my style, cause my flow's too deep. For all you MCs, you know who love to follow. You nothing but the cum shot, your mama should have Ain't a bad man, but stepping from the badlands. Come with disrespect, I smack you out with my bad hand. That's my left, check my one, two step. And my crew smokes you herbs like a bag of sex. Check the powers I possess If you flex on the crew Underground is where you rest Never claim to be a hardcore G But no one can test to see Get y'all against the IE When I be rapping your ass I'll be waxing Then I grab the mic Yeah, every time for some action Don't need for disrespect I smack you in your mouth Love, love to find friends From Mr. Chris, now I'm out Word, 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 word I wanna give respect to those who deserve And if you don't deserve it Front like you never heard it the truth, you get murdered. I wanna give enough love to PNC Productions for making this fun. Enough love to new crops. They got the mad props. For all the true heads, stay real. Stay true to the heart. That way you never fall. tailor-made by different shades of black that is mr christie he called himself at that time then big casino then bigs um from shades of black so that came out in 1995 that was on next school pioneers that was the third album we recorded and released on peanuts and corn records and um so that was all made on the so1 sampler and as far as recording the actual record it was recorded on an adat which is an eight track digital uh, recording system that uh, I would rent from Long McQuaid. We didn't own any of that kind of stuff. We owned the sampler, but that's it. So we would go to Long McQuaid, rent a mic or two, rent a mixing board, and rent um, the ADAT and, and an effects processor and record it as quickly as possible, like in two or three days or maybe a week if we had a little bit of extra money and record and mix it all as quickly as possible just to save on the money because you know it was all out of pocket. 
And at the beginning of that particular thing, so with the SO1, there was no sequencing. I would just play the loops and, uh, you know, with my hands, there's eight buttons on the, um, on the front of this panel. It's a rack mount sampler. And I would just sit there and play it, sit on a milk crate or whatever and play it at eye level. And um, so for that particular sequence, I think I wanted the drums to start on one, but the drums on the loop start on the on the snare so I tried to erase the beginning and I messed it up and erased too much and so when you hear the beat start and then stop and you hear Mr. Christie say false alarm it's because I messed up the sequence and to redo that would mean redoing the whole thing like half an hour of work or an hour of work or whatever to redo the entire sequence so he's covering me there because I messed up and I record I dubbed over a little bit on the ADAT because Basically, all the editing you would do was completely what's called destructive. Like on a computer now, you can erase something, you can always undo it, you could save it, you could back it up, all that stuff. So you don't have any of those worries. But on the tape, if you recorded over something, it was gone forever. And so I recorded the wrong portion and made a little mess up. And so I'm like, hey, Chris, can you just like say false alarm or something and have a little intro to mess up, to cover up the screw up that I did with that sequence? And he's like, no problem. So we did that up. And that's why the track starts that way was just because I messed up the sequence. So anyway, that's um, that's different shades of black. And that was made with the SO1 sampler. Um, let's play some more SO1 beats. I'm just going to play just a bunch of these in a row and then I'll uh, talk about a couple of them that are the good ones that are like I can't believe we never wrote songs to. So there's some good stuff and bad stuff here, but let's just bang off some beats here cuz I know you love it. All right, check it out.
is hard. I guess that beat was just too hard for a group called Farm Fresh, but that beat is dope. If you're wondering where I'm getting these drums from, it varies. A lot of the drums would come from 12 inches from other rap groups, like um, that. That beat was um, that's a beat nuts beat, and I think the beat before that was uh, Smith and Wesson beat. Um, and then we got these records called Drum Crazy, which had all just drum breaks, like probably. 12 to 16 drum breaks on them and so there was a series of like drum crazy one two three four five six or something and we would get those and they would have drum breaks like that so that that last beat was a drum crazy beat and then the samples were like from a from the death wish soundtrack i believe let's listen to some more beats Smooth. 
this one's dope. I should have used this one. Sanders. for a space remix live but never recorded it So there's some beats from the Olakaya. So one, uh, a few there that uh, we use live and some other stuff I was just messing around with that no one would use. Um, there's so many more, like I think I have a box of discs. And so the discs might have like a hundred discs, which is a hundred beats. And you know, over the years we would have used like half of them maybe over all those records. And then there's just so many more that some were good, some weren't so good. Some surprising that we didn't use. Um, so at the same time, we're recording to ADAT, which we have to rent. And so I think it was in 95, 96 um, that we would have been recording. And I decided to start messing around and playing some live instruments as well. So I would loop up some dirty drums and then just start, you know, playing bass or playing whatever. I like to play the organ. I had like a good organ sound for a keyboard. And so I had the idea of doing this little record myself called Roddy Rod. So this kind of shows um, an evolution of my production as uh, there's a lot of live instrumentation and all that sort of thing. Let's listen to it and then I can tell you a little more. This is called Submissions. This is from Emissions, which is uh, Roddy Rod that came out in 96. Would you be quiet for two seconds? Yes, sir. Would you be quiet for two seconds? Yes, sir. Would you be quiet for two seconds? Yes, sir. 
Submissions by Roddy Rod that was in 1996 that came out I would have recorded that on an ADAT 8-track um, while doing um, other records probably the Mood Rough Fluid record um, and some Farm Fresh stuff I think we were doing at that time so yeah so that's all basically just a drum beat, drum beat probably one of those drum crazy breaks that I would have played off the SO1 and looped into the ADAT and then I would have just jammed on it and played played there's bass in there there's organ there's keys there's piano um, those are kind of what I'm into and then and then um, DJ Honeycutt doing some really good cuts and of course sampling my favorite TV show of all time Columbo at that time I used to watch Columbo on A&E religiously I'd watch it every day I'd tape I had every episode on VHS tape every episode that they had which was a lot of a lot of episodes a lot of tapes I finally got them all on DVD later but um, so one kind of secret thing is I tried to sample on every album I did from like that one on I tried to sample a little bit of something from Columbo on every album and I think I've still done it I think that Columbo's like on Burnt Orange and he's everywhere so he's my he, he's my guy um 
so yeah so into the so i've always been into the live instruments like i said the first beat i did um i played bass on and was always just trying to play live instruments as part of uh, sampling and doing other stuff so always trying to just keep it in a mix um around this time probably late 96 97 or so i started hanging out with this uh woman named arlene and she was in a band called elliot and we would hang out and do some jamming just good old-fashioned jamming i had an ace tone organ that i bought on um what it, it wasn't craigslist but it would have been in the buy and sell or something like uh for 100 bucks i bought an ace tone organ and so it had bass keys and organ keys and i would go over to her place and she would play drums and i would play organ so here's a little sample of what we were doing at that time too uh this is a little jam with arlene check it out it doesn't have a title or anything but just check this out I think that's Steve St. Louis distracting Arlene. Yeah, that's Steve. Just plays funky beats. This is right after I saw Medeski, Martin, and Wood at the Pyramid. Love Medeski, Martin, and Wood. That's me jamming with Arlene where we would hang out and then play a little jam and then, you know, it would be gone forever. We recorded it, but other than that, we never played live. We never did anything with it. We just hung out a few times. And uh, so that was that. So around the same time, I'm starting to outgrow the SO1 sampler. I really want to get a computer and make music with it. I also need a computer for school because I'm in school. I'm in engineering at the University of Manitoba and it's driving me crazy that I have to go and work on their computers and take the bus to use to get my email and all that kind of stuff. So uh, I finally uh, get a loan. 
I go to see here's my axe to grind. I go to CIBC. I'd been a CIBC customer since I was 10 years old. I like um, I'm in my final year of engineering. I'm like, lend me the money for a computer. It's two thousand dollars. I'll pay you back. And they're like, can't do it. Sorry, you don't have enough credit or whatever. So then I go to the credit union. They lend me the money. I go and I buy. I was going to buy a PC, but then my friend talked me into buying a Mac. He bought. I bought a Power Mac 7600 because he had the friends to hook up all the software. So then I got this Power Mac, took it home, and then he gave me disk after disk of software, like Adobe Photoshop and a bunch of music software, including a program called Sound Edit 16. It was made by a company called Macromedia, which was later bought by Adobe. So Sound Edit 16 allowed you to sample and do loops and things like that. You couldn't do arrangements necessarily, but you could build you could build loops. So here are some examples of some new beats that I'm making in probably 97, 98 uh, with this new technology, which is a computer, an Apple Mac with a sound card and the software called SoundEdit 16.
never just do this before, just a symbol. It's a choppy symbol and it's not filtered right, but you know, on the SO1 I could never do this. Now I can do this kind of thing. I think John Smith used this beat live a few times. took a step forward with this 7600 computer. All these drums are drums that I'm building, chopping up snares and kicks. Chopping up samples like this, again, wasn't really possible with my old sampler. So I'm doing a lot of this kind of thing. It's all about finding, digging for records and finding great samples. Always like this beat, never used it.
things in different ways and find loops in different spots way easier on a computer than you could. Like this keys loop and the way it loops around is be harder to do on the SO1. So I pitch shift it. So the key change is the computer doing that, you could tell. Fresh beat after Pip Skid left. We didn't break up, but he wasn't around, so I was using this beat live. Before I was Mac and Roll, Farm Fresh would play just Roddy Rod and, and uh, DJ Boba Fat. good song i don't remember what the lyrics were but that was a good song okay just a few more beats and then we'll get back on track here i'm having fun sorry pretty good bass on this one.
this could have been it. This could have been a hit song. This could have been a contender. song written to that beat and played it live a couple times but I don't remember what it was and I didn't demo it unfortunately so that's kind of an idea of sort of the progression of the beats that I was working on at the time thanks to my computer so those beats are probably from 97 98 99 that time frame and so to give an example of sort of what what a finished beat finished song would sound like of that era um, you know, at that time we were working on a couple projects. I was working on the McEnroe solo EP, my debut called the Ethics EP with this equip particular equipment. And then I was also working with uh, Pip Skid and Gruff, uh, actually Wicked Nut at that time and Gruff, uh, on their project called Fermented Reptile. So let's listen to a song by Fermented Reptile. This song is called My Savings Account. And this would have been recorded. This would this beat would have been made again with the with my first Macintosh, the 7600, and it would have been recorded on an ADAT, sort of recording the same way we've been recording all along. Um, and this is kind of the first track, first uh, project that I would have had actually mastered by someone. So I'll get into that after we listen to the song. But this is uh, my savings account. When you visit these two fine shopping centers, you'll find more than four score beautiful stores with sparkling sofas, an attractive atmosphere, and of course, plenty of free parking for all the cars that we capitalists seem to acquire. Like building blocks placed beneath the foundation I'll take the weight to upgrade the situation Use initiation, now you're facing blood and sweat Disintegrate the stripe to ride your life for what you get I can stretch your neck to get ahead of the rat race It takes a lot of me to solve your problems with technology but you can win the lottery Putting all your dreams on hold Cause you believe that you can honor me Who's conquering the intent in every cent As the big wheel turns I'm unconcerned with how I'm spent Eventful lives are comprised of strong ties When long eyes subside beside me in disguise Financial wealth is where you plant yourself I demand the help you need Just continue to feed me Defeat will repeat to those who don't trust me So stuff me, keep me close to your heart And I'll be your best friend to the end from the start Embezzled, earned, spent, owned, deposited, withdrew Stash, burned, lent, stolen, inherited And blue loans not going through Bare minimum of a wage A lack of paper pieces in this dark age With no electronic numbers on computer in circulation In your possession to buy food or radiation Style, great taste, a leftover nuclear waste It leaves behind in my mouth the filthy paste Chased out of town like Mondex and Guelph Rockefellers own you like APAC makes wealth For the richest, these who have the energy seats The rental, media, banks, the 
most influential potential to literally hold all money and property complete monopoly if you don't think you're dressed properly you burn like paper currency currently the trend is plastic always setting us up making our choices look fantastic like it was our idea soon data in your skin never lose your card again memorize a pesky pin number code reload came with the world central bank smells rank when real currency the dollar never shrank you see a bank may lend to some but charge a heavy fee fund both sides of the war and loan more to clean debris gain possession of the country it's free trade you try living in peace on an island it's slaves made welcome to canada i trust your visa isn't checked no entry if i tech even spots a single speck of anti-government low income all information name age birthplace race and occupation hope you love to shop shop till you drop we've secured many video monitored malls to buy pop from your favorite multinational greenback by knights of templar mesmerized overthrown by the rothschild empire put a song into the market to chase what coin exists banks loan non-existing enforcing tryst interesting how we become so apathetic how pathetic living lives control day to day like diabetic i don't get it but yet it's also clear why we adhere to the almighty buck stuck in the corner with fear fermented reptile that song is called my savings account it is from the album let's just call you quits uh i think that came out in in 1999 if i'm not mistaken maybe 2000 so that was recorded that beat was made again with my newish computer that was the mac power mac 7600 um and so that beat was made with sound edit 16 where i chopped up this little bit of bass and pitched it up and pitched it down to make that bass line and then there's that little bit of keys it's pretty basic beat and then the drums for that particular record then i would mix down the instrumental and put it onto an adat and then the rest of the six tracks on the adat we would do vocals and we would do um scratches and and samples like um you know a lot of movie samples and tv show samples that pip assembled for the project and so that was that and so that is kind of the first record that we actually had mastered and the only record that was mastered not by me so kind of like everything where I, i would try to use someone else once and then i would learn how to do it myself so for example as farm fresh we went into the studio um, to record in early 1994 and we spent a couple of days in the studio and then it was like you know what this is we could do this ourselves we'll do it at home and that was the rest we never I only went into a studio one other time in my career and the same with the with mastering so all the records up till then were basically just mixes you'd mix it down to a dat tape and then the dat tape would get transferred to a cd or something but nothing would really happen it wouldn't get processed at all it would just be the mix down that would end end up on a tape or on cd or on vinyl and then um you know i started to learn a little more and, and with fermented i actually got it mastered where you take your mix down and then you and then someone you know applies compression applies limiting um eqing and things to try and give it a little more life besides your basic mix down so that was done by i don't even remember who did it it was this guy in winnipeg who had a um a setup in his basement and you know for a few hundred dollars he transferred it 
transferred the DAT and then, you know, pushed, did a little bit of something on it. And it sounded all right. Uh, definitely sounded better than the mix. But then from there, I kind of learned how to do my own mastering with getting software, again, using my computer. And, um, and so then I started to work on mastering myself. So at the same time that I was recording the Fermented Reptile, which was um, recorded on an ADAT that I did not own, I don't believe, um, I also started working on a record for a friend of mine, who uh, Andrew Hunter, who had a project he wanted. It was called Billy's Vision, and he had this um, art exhibit that he wanted to do a soundtrack to, and he asked me to just to kind of mess around, and the concept was... Uh, an alien on the prairies, that kind of thing. And so he asked me to make this project. So at the same time I was working on Fermented Reptile, I started messing around with some beats, instrumental stuff to make a project called Billy's Vision. And for the project, I managed to rent a real rose piano, which was always one of my favorite instruments to sample and just loved the sound of the instrument. So I managed to borrow a real rose piano. I had it in my apartment for a few weeks, maybe a month. Uh, with an ADAT and with some stuff, my bass and, you know, some samples and my computer. And I worked on this project kind of from scratch for no, with no real direction. And it was called Billy's Vision. And um, so here's a track from Billy's Vision. Now, none of the tracks have songs. So this is just called, or sorry, have titles. None of the tracks have titles. So this is just called Track 10. Track 10 from Billy's Vision. Here it is.
That is track 10 from Billy's Vision. Um, I think I recorded that in 99 and it came out as a special um, uh, art book with a CD in it from Andrew Hunter. Um, and he had an exhibit in Saskatoon. And um, so I put that together and he made, I don't know how many copies he ended up pressing. I know I bought about two or 300 from him and sold them to um, people who liked my music, and then I ended up repressing it on Peanuts and Corn a few years later with uh, reprinting the book at, in a jewel case and all that. But the original pressing wasn't on Peanuts and Corn, it was just a self-printed, um, really cool package with the whole story of Billy, Billy and Billy's vision. Um, so that was just me kind of riffing away uh, for that album, just making these beats and then expanding on them. And... Um, playing the Rhodes piano on a lot of stuff and so that particular one there's tons of different layers of Rhodes piano uh, which I really like and I remember um, a lot of the effects on the piano there were used with a what was called an Elisa's quadriverb which was an effect rack where it had all these different effects that weird stuff would happen so you'd play one note and it would come back at you so that particular melody where it goes I'm only really playing one note and then it's like bouncing around and coming back and in different keys and stuff like that or in different pitches um, so that was a really fun project to do, just sort of exploring, and um, Andrew was really cool. He's just like, do whatever, man. Have fun. And and uh, and there's really no rules, so it was just like having a deadline but no um, uh, mandate was, was really fun to make that project. I've always meant to do something else like that, and I never really got around to it. I always end up making rap records. Uh, so the next track I'd like to play is starting to show some of the ability to layer and add more elements. This is a song by Gruff uh, the Druid, and we would have recorded this now in um, Vancouver. And if memory serves, and I could be wrong here, but I, I believe that I had him record this song as an acapella, and then I filled in the the um, instrumental after because this is a spoken word piece. He used to do, you know, slam poetry, spoken word stuff, as well as being in fermented reptile and writing his solo raps. Uh, so when we were recording Druidry, we were kind of messing around, and we decided to record one of his spoken word pieces, and then I filled it in later with um, instrumental stuff. And I remember. You know, this is when I lived in uh, Marpole, an area of Vancouver, in an apartment. And I remember trying to, like, fill out and make, in, make it sound really cool. So I went outside on a rainy day and recorded dro cars driving by in the rain. So if you listen close, you'll hear um, kind of like a stereo effect of cars in the rain. It's just kind of whooshing through the track, as well as all the other stuff that happens in this track and the layers. So this song is called Chosen For You by Gruff the Druid. Be innocent enough Each conflict I've encountered Just look inside our mind And see just who received the program I'm bleeding slow, man Soaking up beams from a frozen screen Which blocks most free thought caught between This man's good intentions Are in different dimensions, see So I stretch my context To sketch the smallest grain of my perspective no detective need dig too far Cause the doors are often left ajar And as the cold wind of denial rushes in And brushes past my stale air of vanity Once clinging to my sanity But now tragically exposing the scars of humanity 
The stars are vanishing from those heavenly skies of perfection Leaving behind the rank smell of a stank hell of deception Jolting through memories like a hard steel weapon That's what'll leave them trembling Fuck those good intentions Well why then? Why in the midst of this final cry As the voice of the dwindling remainder Who knows this whole earth has become in danger Don't you know that's the hand of man? Don't you know as our tools are fossil fuels And EMFs pressing on like labored oxen The greater flocks will drop from toxins Using plastics, food production and cotton And as the trees of life are dropping We still can't stop shopping Matching crops with its genetical chemical I think I can hear the harp play It's incredible The tune of damage to chew this planet Like scraps to the dog outside No wonder that's how the thunder claps On cue, encore, encore The crowd goes wild As some stupid fuck sends 40 pounds of plutonium On a cruise through the millennium Going to the highest stream of trillion life forms On the once green Gaia Who seem unamused or just after being used and controlled by a chosen few Chosen by who? Chosen by you? Chosen by you? Or me? No, no, hell no, it can't be It can't be that same sea of faces Which pass each day trying to find their places Raised on TV while machinery traps us Raised on the dollar bill that's soon to be cashless And microwaves that surround and attract us From cell phones to fast food And then it's income taxes And even more taxes for every breath of life Who tries to survive on what they can capitalize It can't be Oh child Or is it Rothschild or Rockefeller Wasted on Jason society Building leaders on masonry Please tell us Who chose these laws that put so many of us in imprisonment? Who chose this education, teaching us how to be blind as we grow up in a world where we can hardly choose our own mind? So who chose this system? No one really fits in. Shifting through layers of distraction from the get-go. On a mission, the human race picks up speed like it's techno. As the mighty selfish grip of technology won't let go Till this voice is silenced silenced, And there will never, ever, ever be no echo Listen to the cars go by.
So if you listen to that, it's it's hard to believe that he didn't do that to the beat, but he didn't. He did it a cappella. And I didn't really do much to the beat to make it fit or anything. It just sort of fit. And it, uh, oh man, I always love this song. Um, that's Gruff the Druid, chosen for you from Druidry. It's the last song of the album and uh, one I'm very proud of. Um, okay, next. So you can see that, you know, the production's starting to get more and more layered. Adding all that stuff, you know, is really fun, but it was getting really challenging. You know, I'm, I'm limited by, even though I'm using a computer, so I have as much sampling time as I want, but I still don't have the technology to stretch and loop things together um, like not yet anyway, not like I would in the future. Um, so I am starting to use instruments and play synths and different um, virtual synths and real synths and real pianos and real organs to try and fill things out and give it a fuller sound because that's just sort of where I progress towards. Um, so to play an example, here is a song um, by Yai. And now this is where I'm stop starting to not use the ADAT anymore. So I've been recording on an ADAT ever since the first record, the Space EP, recording on basically an eight track ADAT. So basically you only have eight tracks. So if I have two rappers with backup vocals, I've got a lot of, a lot of stuff going on on these beats. It's getting really hard to, um, keep it to eight tracks. You know, I've got scratches, I've got other parts. And I'm more and more attracted to the idea of using a computer where you have um, more tracks, more flexibility, the ability to edit, um, all that kind of stuff. So this is where I'm starting to record using a computer. So this is a, um, from the album Hold the Fort Down by Yai. And I remember recording this album on Cubase on a laptop in Winnipeg. So by this time, I live in Vancouver. And then I'd come back to Winnipeg to record various projects if they didn't come out to see me. It just depended on my schedule. So we were touring and I was doing a lot of other stuff at this time. So quite often I'd be in Winnipeg to play a show or do something or be on tour and I'd stay for a few days and record something. And so at that time we recorded the Hold the Fort Down uh, record in Winnipeg. I believe we recorded at Pip's house uh, in his apartment on Furby. And uh, so this song is called... Uh, gunned down and you can hear lots going on here there's sampling and there's also me playing the Rhodes which is a virtual piano at this point I don't have the real Rhodes anymore I'm using one in the computer and it's starting to sound pretty good and I remember recording this album on a laptop and it being very frustrating because you know the technology wasn't quite there so you, he'd be mid-verse and then it would just stop recording just unexpectedly so we had to patch together his lyrics like four bars at a time just trying to patch it together and make the laptop work it was kind of like you know it was new technology and it was hard to deal with so here it is this is gun down by yai from hold the fort down <laughs> Feel like an old man watching all his old dead friends' cardigans being displayed on college students in the end. Take things the wrong way, stamp to death any hopes in the long range. Can't regret when they don't remember the rest side of the story. Best side with the glorious side of the story. The media reported in the sun. Wait, did they put it? The citizens already had one, but it couldn't be cracked down on graffiti. Writers be really close to vomit businessmen and punching politicians in their throats. I'll find a way to arm myself for this election. Paint the target red, take action for protection. Can't 
campaign time. Well, public opinion's at its peak. A politician over champagne wine will make a speech at a function. Well, you know who gets the poor like at a luncheon. The one I wanna hit at the store. Anti-abort, big business. Catholics with checkbooks. I'm in the back, thinking of ways to make his neck crook. I'll get so frustrated when I do clap it at all the rules he undid. And how should private schools be funded? And all I'll be able to think, even his writing's ruined. They elected a MP now, the way he's doing. Hidden agendas and folk They told me that it's my duty to vote But I just didn't know who to vote for Cause that was the quote A struggling single mother spoke I cast in a vote I didn't sign a contract I'll combat me for letting this set in How could this one person look out for so few and still get in? On the bigger scale, larger size election I'll get to him early on with perfection But if I wait, let's bet the barrier will be horrific And you know we'll cancel focusing on area specific issues Graffiti cleanup was just a lead up So now there's groups like aboriginals to beat up on That's not who voted them in, read up on I did, right before I voted them in I got my hand in my bag, ready to go I'll make my way to the podium, steady and slow And keep my head up, catching the end of the speech Right up to the part rule of state, our alliance will never let up Cause that was the quote, the motto for the campaign was broke I casted a vote, I didn't sign a contract I'll combat before letting this in it How could this one person look out for so few and still get it? Hold the Fort Down. That song is called Gun Down. 
And uh, that's starting to show kind of where I'm going with some of the layering and things like that. That has, you know, like sample drums, but chopped up with another, like a couple different drum layers going on. It's got um, some nice samples with, you know, the flute and things like that and the change up. And then it has um, electric piano, which was virtual. It was from a Rhodes uh, synth that I got in a package called uh, Logic. And it had the Rhodes electric piano. It's real bass in there. There's some other stuff. So it's starting to sound pretty layered and starting to sound pretty good and getting to a sound where I'm pretty happy with. And then it would have been mixed down um, probably in Cubase. So all the tracks and everything, I'm not using the ADAT anymore. So I'm, I'm able to add a lot more instrumentation and not feel limited anymore. So it's starting to get pretty exciting and having fun with it. But definitely using Cubase and recording that album was very frustrating. And so shortly after that, I think I made the switch to Logic, which at that time was owned by a company called eMagic and later got um, bought by Apple. But they had a reputation for, um, you know, being better on a Mac and having better Mac uh, performance. And by then I'm on probably my third Mac. Like I bought my first Mac in 97. And then I think I bought a laptop a few years later. And then now I have a G4 tower, you know, and I'm uh, starting to record in the computer exclusively using different um, interfaces. I think I had a Mark of the Unicorn 828 and things like that. So, um, yeah, so it's starting to sound a little more polished and a little more full, which is what I'm liking. And that's kind of thanks to the technology that is so readily available. And But the one thing is, is that, you know, there at the same time, there was other software called Fruity Loops, which really interested me, but it wasn't out for Mac. And the idea with that was you could pitch shift and time shift samples, so make things fit together more. And then I heard about this other software and it was called Ableton Live. And it was kind of the same thing. You hooked up loops and then you could pitch shift the loops and time shift the loops so you, more things could match together. And it gives you a lot more flexibility in adding, making samples fit each other and things like that. Because up until this point, whenever two samples fit, it was kind of just luck. Like you could pitch shift it, but you couldn't time shift it or you could time shift it. But if you time shifted it, then it would pitch shift as well and you wouldn't be able to control. Uh, that and then when I got Ableton live I was able to pitch shift and time shift so you could all of a sudden make things match up together in a really creative and interesting way and I remember the first record that I really started to use live was time is running out by farm fresh uh, we recorded that all in Brandon and in Cl Clear Lake Manitoba and I was messing around with live on a laptop and doing the sampling in live for the first time and so here's an example of a track uh, that was using, you know, a lot of samples and their samples were now able to pitch to each other so I could really make a really layered and interesting sound and have all these elements. And you'll hear it like there's the beginning, there's like this kind of bassy horn sound and then in comes the main guitar-y, stringy sound. And they all sort of start to, to match together perfectly thanks to live and the ability to pitch shift and time shift. Um, this song is called Frail Dale. It's one of my favorites on the Time Is Running Out album, mostly because it's funny as hell. And it's uh, about a real guy who we went to high school with. Uh, his name was Dale, obviously. And everyone called him Frail Dale. So let's check this song out. This is Farm Fresh from Time Is Running Out. This is Frail Dale. Don't 
struggle if his feet touched the ground Never did a dish, never swept the floor Tried to walk to the store, but it left him sore Poor Dan, but I don't like to lift stuff disease Only thing he's not allergic to is water and cheese Ponies about all the problems he's got Something always hurts his runny nose won't stop A lot like MJ, only without supporters Trouble dealing with change bigger than quarters Only weighs a buck like something on sale Skinny like a piece of letter mail, frail Since the smallest infant pale A misfed looking young and innocent On a daily basis They confiscate his money for lunch After school the chase is on All the way home who will protect him Small like a garden gnome Never select him For the team ball hockey every day Yearns to play But they mark a keep away It's frail tale He dreams to be the best But needs a few pounds of beef beneath the vest Frail Dale. He deeks like Gretzky, but his shots are weak. He body checks too gently. It's Frail Dale. He can solve a riddle, but he can't get involved because his bones are brittle. It's Frail Dale. He'll forget he's there. Too short to try. Most rides at the fair. He'll cry with despair. Cursed by his parents. Both under 5'3. Nice genes to inherit. Pseudo intellectuals doing the crosswords. Say he'll grow out of it, but they're still awkward. To play for the avalanche Laughed and turned away Cause he's soft as a cabbage patch It's Frail Dale Gets a date up on it But he's like a little brother So it stays platonic It's Frail Dale Dying for PT So though he's fully grown Has to try as a peewee Used to hang around And wanna ride with we three I put him in the basket of my bike Like E.T. Don't Frail Dale. Dale was alright, you know, but uh, yeah, looking back on that shit, I don't think we were very cool with Frail Dale. I mean, uh, there was times when it'd be like recess, we'd be playing like AWA, and I always wanted to be rock and roll Buck Zoom Hop. You know, like I wasn't the biggest dude in school, but one thing's for sure is Frail Dale was definitely the smallest, and uh, so we'd be like playing AWA, and we'd be our favorite wrestlers, and I'd always pick rock and roll Buck Zoom Hop. I always wanted to be rock and roll, but zoom off. Anyways, if I wanted to body slam someone, the only dude I could pick up was Frail Dale. I'd always pick on him in the battle royals, and I'd pick out Frail Dale. And uh, one time I just plump picked him up and put him over my knee, and Frail Dale just fucking broke in half. That's a true story. The end. <laughs> That's Farm Fresh. That song's called Frail Dale from Time Is Running Out. Um, Frail Dale was a guy we went to high school with. He was into hockey and stuff. That's why I really like my song. Wants to play for the avalanche. Laughed and turned away because he's soft as a cabbage patch. I'm pretty happy with that line. Um, so that is an example of sort of the layering and ability to add samples in key that uh, Ableton Live gave me. So that was the first record, that one in Hopeless, Groff's Hopeless, was, which is what I was working on at the same time. And the beats on those records are kind of the next step because all of a sudden I can add multiple elements and make them all pitch 
and fit. So in, in that case, you have the main sort of guitar sample, and then over the chorusy kind of bridgey thing, there's the singing, which was not at all in the same key from the record I sampled it from, but I was able to pitch and time shift it to make it fit. And then if you've got the belly kind of percussion on that, and you've got the... Um, I, like I said, the uh, bassy kind of horn sound, which was all um, not even possible like for the record before because I didn't have live and I wasn't able to work with the loops. So that was, uh, you know, I think 2003, 2004 that I was working on that record when I first got Ableton Live and I got version 3, I think. I'm now on version 10 and I've been using live ever since like... Um, making every record with live and using live for everything and it's been absolutely essential so highly recommended piece of software if you're into making beats it, it the thing was I think I had live for maybe six months to a year before I really sat down and said I need to use this and start to learn because it was a little bit hard to figure out at first and then I just had to commit to you know, you got to commit to making something with new software and then you learn it and then you get it. And if you don't commit, then it's really, uh, you know, you just never get the hang of it and you can't get into it. So, you know, I'd open live a few times and it, w it was, you know, not easy to, for me to figure out how to work it. And then I finally just took the time and said, I am making a record with this software. And it was a total game changer from then on. From time is running out, you can hear like a big jump, I think, in production because of what I can do and what live can do. It also made it really easy to play instruments and fix bad playing which is not a really great trait but you know I'd only have to play one bar of like say a good bass line and even if I made a mistake I could fix it um, you can pitch shift just individual notes and things like that and it's uh, so as far as my ability to play instruments it, it took that down as far as what I needed to do but it definitely um, definitely take my production and took it up to the next level um so here's a record that um i haven't played at all on this podcast so far it's kind of a forgotten thing but around this time this is a few years later and i'm starting to kind of get out of music a little bit in that i'm not i'm not making two or three records a year i'm starting to work in the film industry and i'm just uh you know messing around and having fun with music as opposed to working full-time and trying to put out records to to um pay the bills and so i made this record under my given name roddy bailey where i wanted to mess around and do some singing and so i'm basically playing most of the instruments on this record and then sampling them and using live to like pitch shift them and do interesting things with it so this is a good example of some production uh you know going to another level i think um this song is called mayonnaise uh so this is from roddy bailey edge of town is the name of the album this song is called mayonnaise let's listen to it and i'll tell you a little more about it mayonnaise <laughs> Yahweh, I've been through a man. 
That's uh, me, but under the name Roddy Bailey, and that is from Edge of Town. That song's called Mayonnaise, and um, I did a video for that song, but I never put it out. I never quite finished it. At that time, I was really doing a lot of, I was learning a lot about filmmaking as well, so I ended up doing, starting videos for almost every song on that album, but I only put out a couple of them, and... Um, so someday I'll show you the rough cut of mayonnaise, which was all stop motion. And um, I made a custom jar of mayonnaise, which I still have, and it's disgusting, but I still have it. Um, and so you can hear some of the production on that. There's lots going on. I think it's pretty good. It's definitely post-punk um, influenced, like hip-hop influence. Obviously, I'm using my usual production techniques, you know, chopping up drums and playing the bass and all that kind of stuff. There's the main synth thing was me playing it, but then sampling it and slowing it down to give it that sort of warmer tone. And then, you know, all the other stuff, there's piano, there's keys, there's just a lot going on on that. On that. Uh. And then I'm singing, which, you know, I had slowly been adding singing to my repertoire ever since, you know, probably Factory Seconds maybe, maybe was when I started singing, where I sang on Pip Skid's... Uh, track and um you know i'm just sort of edging in and disenfranchised i do a singing song but this whole album was me singing and i gotta admit there was this software out so again getting back to production there's software out called melodyne which allowed you to sort of do some pitch correction can believe it or not i'm not a pitch perfect singer by any stretch but i was able to clean it up and make it a lot more tolerable 
doesn't really work live. I only played the Roddy Bailey stuff live twice. Uh, I played it once for some friends here in Vancouver um, at like a warehouse party. And then I played once in Winnipeg at the Low Pub. And both times were okay at best. <laughs> it's just not my strength. But I sure like making that kind of music as well. It's really fun. I've been meaning to do another album like that. I just haven't got to it. But um, really fun to write that way and um, really fun record to make. And like I said, I did videos for almost every song. So I am, you know, at this point, this is start almost getting to 2010. I'm still using samples and sampling drums and doing things, but I'm very much into playing music, layering and adding more elements. And um, so around this time, I start working on a record with John Smith, somebody I'd worked with many times on his latest record that we've done together, which was called Old Man Winter. We started this record probably in 2008, but it didn't come out until about 2012. Just a long process with um, me working and just other stuff going on but um, this record had very few samples on it it had some it probably had like I think there's 12 13 tracks whatever on the album there might be five or six samples and the rest is all played whereas you know on his album before Growing Pains there's got to be 20 30 samples right like almost everything is a sample so here's an example of a track um, from from Old Man Winter. This is John Smith. This song is called Taking So Long. This song has no samples at all. This is straight up playing and sampling myself, things like that. So let's check it out. This is uh, John Smith, Taking So Long. Exacted the passions useful And who the man Don't 
company by clocks ticking. The drama's riveting, you're not tripping. Hop, skip, and jump the shark. Don't forget the floss. Visiting the money mart to dump the cutty sark, huh? You think it's sunny? Nah, it's Noah's fucking ark. This year I flood the market, drown my sores in the art. Big steal a borrow, cause tomorrow's coming hard. In my front yard, like bring it on, you busters and you narcs. Extra large, huh? A life too big to fit in the booth. Smith will break it down to tidbits for you. This one's about love, that one losing it. And here's a song about my fans, and I ain't mean no groupie shit. Every hand of all, then I got nothing left to give. I aired out my down record, rap about dead relatives. Fantasize about money, pine for my exes. Document the dime bags, my rhyming is so reckless. My ego is huge, my it's so confused. My next charge will land me on the six o'clock news. Why you hitting the bong? They see me on the streets. What's taking so long? I got three records to wrap up while you rap on the corner. Three records to smash, man. Fans supporting fortune. Three records, I'ma mash them. I'ma crash some fucking doors in. Taken So Long by John Smith. That's from Old Man Winter. Um, so that's an example of production that is completely played. I played everything on there. Um, there is the synth that kind of pulled the song together. There's the bass line. There is other synth and things like that. And then there is the guitar. I forgot about to talk about the guitar. So I have a decent guitar. I'm not a good player at all, but I can, you know, thanks to live and things like that and the ability to digitally edit, I can play enough to get by. You can usually hear my my playing because there'll be a lot of frets because I'm a really messy, noisy player. But that is me playing the guitar and the bass. And um, so, you know, that's kind of the evolution of my production from sampling to playing a lot of stuff. I like to still sample and to get ideas through sampling, but I also really like layering and playing and, and doing that kind of thing. So that would have been recorded in live and mixed in live and then and then i mastered it in logic um at this point so um you know just learning and getting better as i go i'm still trying to get better at mastering still getting better at mixing using new techniques learning new tools um i just continue to try and uh learn and, and make more stuff and get better so it's been a long kind of road on my production but um, certainly the ability with uh, the technology that's out now, the ability to do amazing things for less money is, you know, is obvious. And so this has been sort of a ride through that. So that was 2013. And I can't, I think I'm going to end it there because 
there is obviously newer stuff, but it, it uh, it's not a huge leap forward. You know, that's still kind of the same setup that I'm using today. I'm, I'm recording in live and um, mixing and, and then mastering in Logic using various different plugins and things like that. Obviously, I've got some new equipment this year. I got myself a new microphone um, and uh, I've got a new interface by RME, which I'm really happy with. So lots of good new gear, but really the idea is, is there. And um, I guess the only thing that I've been doing new that um, I don't have any examples of yet, but I'll be playing with you, playing you shortly is using Serato for sampling as well. I've resampled all my records over the last couple of years, and so I'm able to sample again, but use Serato to kind of trigger and to mess around and do things with that I wasn't able to do before. So you'll start to see some of the fruits of that in the upcoming releases from Peanuts and Corn. Um, so thanks again for listening. This has been episode 14 of uh, the Peanuts and Corn 2020 podcast. And um, I've got it all mapped out. I think there's going to be about 25 or 26 episodes. I've got some great guests coming up. Next week is Spitz, the microphone hitter, a.k.a. DJ Dow Jones. Of course, we worked together starting back in 93. Um, he is with a group called Mood Rough. So we have a great conversation that uh, I'm excited to share with you next week. And then this week, I'm supposed to talk to Cadence Weapon and Gumshoe Strut. So I've got some good stuff coming up. I also have a great episode of completely unreleased or slept on tracks um, that I've got some stuff I didn't I forgot completely about so I've got enough for an episode of stuff that you've definitely never heard lots of unreleased tracks by Farm Fresh, Hip Hop Wieners, um, Pip Skid, lots of McEnroe demos, um, some John Smith stuff, uh, Gruff stuff so I'm excited about that episode um, that's coming soon and then we're going to talk to, uh, hopefully talk to some more members of Freak Show and get more into some Winnipeg hip-hop history. And I also want to get uh, get talking to some people from Saskatoon because that's an important part of uh, Peanuts and Corn's history and Canadian rap history is the Saskatoon thing. So I am going to be talking to SoSo for sure and we'll see who else I can talk to. So I've got some great episodes lined up. I'm really excited. I'm going to keep trying to get these done even though I'm back at work in the film industry, which is very challenging right now with uh, COVID and everything and also just how much time it takes up. So we'll, we'll hopefully keep this going, get to episode 25. So thanks again for listening. Thanks to UGS Mag for hosting and um, hope you're all doing well and keeping safe and talk to you soon. Goodbye. <laughs>